We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. It's Wednesday, December 27th. We'll be taking a first look at the Sunday week NFL, week 17 NFL slate. We're almost done. Two more weeks of regular season NFL, then we're on to the playoffs. And we'll be talking about that also. Uh, maybe, maybe some NHL today, maybe, maybe towards the end. Hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. I will shake my thumbs at you until you press that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Join with me, Tim Buell. The, uh, the, you're all over the place. You're on NBA shows. You're on NFL shows. We got NHL. We got a huge NHL slate tonight because basically yesterday, it feel, felt like everyone just took off. Like there was some NBA stuff. But yesterday, yeah. there was soccer. I played soccer yesterday. There's some soccer this afternoon. We got projections for that if you if you want to play the three game slate for EPL at 2:30 but uh Tim we got a we got a football slate 13 games cuz there's no Monday night football yeah. there's a Thursday game a Saturday game uh and we're just going to basically take a for I mean I've literally an hour ago just opened it up and we got a ton of Q tags ton of Q tags uh huge slate uh, we did get some news just now that Brissett's going to start for Sam Howell. So you can take Howell right out of the equation. Um, yeah, so it's going to be Brissett. Taylor's going to be starting for the Giants. I think we had that projected already. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a big slate, um, some big favorites. And it's going to be – I don't know. It's, it's This is a pretty tough slate, I have a feeling, because 
it's going to be, um, you know, there's some really high totals with some really high spreads. And I think there's some trap spots, but you know, that's just my first, my first instinct, I guess. Right. We take a look at uh, the first look, which is a free article. Uh, Notorious puts it out. NFL DFS first look week 17. You can find that on rotogrinders.com. It'll show you, you know, DVOA. It'll it'll show you a whole bunch of, you know, little stats, whatever. But just take a look, especially at the current, you know, betting lines. We have uh, San Francisco 49ers with a 31 implied team total over the commanders. We have, uh, what's the next highest? We got uh, the Eagles 29.3 against the Cardinals. And then it kind of drops off a bit from there. We got the Chiefs with 25. We got the the Ravens Ravens. with 25. Right, yep. the Colts twenty three, Bucks twenty two, and it kind of kind of comes down from there. The Rams twenty four, Bills twenty six. So I mean, especially with it being a, a large slate, thirteen game slate, or 13, 12 game, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen game slate. It's thirteen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming the scores are going to be pretty high. We take a look at the Q tags, though. Uh. Yeah, good luck. Don't build your lineups now. Uh, I think right. once I think the top thing right now is there anyone active? Who's the who who else is on the Chiefs that could run the ball? Because isn't like because I, I believe we don't have Pacheco in, right? He's gonna be we out, not. right? We don't right? have Pacheco I mean we, in. we have like we have La, P, La, 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 La Michael P. Ryan, Daenerys Prince. I mean, like some of these guys, I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at 5,300 with Kansas City at home with a 25.75 implied team total. I mean, is he out? Does he not see 80 plus percent of the work here? I know we're not a big fan of playing CH. You know, the goal line stuff is always weird with the Chiefs. That's, that was what I was going to say is that the goal line stuff with them is always so unpredictable. It kind of like hurts his TD equity. I would, I would assume, but 5,300 is like such a good tag, but man, do I hate playing him? Like I, like I play one to three lineups every Sunday and I hate clicking his name. If I was playing like multiple teams, sure. I would absolutely have exposure. Well, the other guy that you hate clicking his name is Ezekiel Elliott. He's 6k. I mean, we're just taking a look at our current projected value. Right, these are our initial projections, and this includes all the Q players are in. So once we yeah. start taking these Q players out, it depends on how much value is going to be on the slate. I feel so much more comfortable playing Ceh for the Chiefs with a 20, nearly a twenty-six implied team total than playing Ezekiel Elliott with nearly the entire backfield to himself for a Patriots team that I believe has the lowest total on the entire board. At 14 and a half. I mean, good luck with that. I mean, I on a 13-game slate, I'm really not in the business of playing 6K running backs that don't have that when they hit their ceiling, it's through touchdowns. And I'm not sure if the Patriots are gonna score any touchdowns. Yeah, we I mean we currently have CEH projected for I mean, this will change that they will, you know, update this stuff, but we we have him projected for 14 rush attempts and five targets, uh, 62 rush yards and 33 receiving yards. And at 5.2 or 5.3, whatever he is, um, I, that looks – that stands out as an extremely strong play. This should be a game – I mean, I know that you and I 
we don't like to talk like narratives. Like we want to go by the, like, like the math, you know, but I really think that like KC was extremely embarrassed last week and they're going to, they're going to be playing, you know, you know, playing for the blood here and like destroy the Bengals. So I, I know I can't quantify that. Um, I also am not clear on what CEH, CEH's ownership is going to be. Um, if he's going to be like mega Uber chalk, maybe I'll reconsider my position. But you know, if you're if you're a cash game player, he's definitely going to be in the you know cash game consideration. Um, if he's going to get like super bloated for ownership, maybe we can look in other directions for large field GPPs. But I think the Chiefs absolutely roll the Bengals in this game. Well, let's take a look at all these Q tags because this is where the value would come from, right? By one of the, by multiple of these guys being out, we take a look. I mean, look, we have a ton of lists. We have a ton, whole ton. Obviously, the quarterback position is going to affect more of the like the wide receivers in their efficiency, but not necessarily opportunity. So I, I believe I just saw that C.J. Stroud is going to practice this week. So, I mean, we have all these guys in in our projections. We have Purdy in, we have Stroud in, we have Levis in, we have Lawrence in. Lawrence looked awful, yeah. but we have all these guys in. I'm not sure how much this is going to affect. I mean, we take a look. Houston, I mean, Houston. The tech, the Titans, 19 and a half implied team total, right? Houston, 23. I mean, maybe the Stroud one may affect it a little bit more. Maybe the Lawrence one maybe affect it a little, obviously Purdy, but I don't think, I mean, we could have that whole conversation of if he's an MVP candidate or is Sam Darnold good Man, enough as it is. Not, with, not, with not anymore. Not, not, not anymore. He's not, I can tell you that. Not after that game against Baltimore. But these quarterbacks we got here, running backs though, I mean, we got Josh Jacobs. Uh, yeah, I, I think he him. comes back, but I mean, you got you got Zamir White. That I don't know what his price is, but not, not a big 50, fan of Raiders 50. players in general. Then we got uh, the key thing here is what's going to happen with Washington. They have a low implied. I mean, they're probably going to get rolled by the 49ers. Yeah, but. You tell me that Rodriguez and Robinson are out. Like, how do you not play Antonio Gibson? Right. I, I agree. Because Antonio Gibson is good at, you know, for the, you know, you know, dump offs. So Brissett will probably love to dump the ball off. So Gibson is in a prime position to uh, handle that situation. Um, I really like Josh Jacobs this week if he plays. Um, he's only 62 6,200, I think. And, uh, you know, the Colts play at, like, one of the fastest, fastest, if not the fastest pace in the whole NFL. So we, we've we seen how uh, they don't really want to utilize Aiden O'Connell in any capacity. So if Jacobs is, like, a full go, I I absolutely love him at 6,200. Right, we saw the last game. He had, he had zero pass completions for three quarters. Right. And they won the game. Right. Yeah, I mean they're just gonna they're just gonna pound the ball. So I mean if Jacobs if Jacobs is a full go, he's gonna take that Zamir White role, and that's that's gonna be Jacobs' role. And we know Jacobs is a far better uh, running back than White. So um, I really like Jacobs really stood out to me, and I was looking at at the uh, running back position. So I think that game kind of has a little bit of like sneaky appeal just because it's you know it's in Indiana. Uh, the Colts play super fast. Um, it seems pretty affordable too. 
So I, I, you know, I really like the uh, Raiders rushing attack and then run it back with maybe, a, you know, like a Colts wide receiver or something like that. Right. And we don't know about them either. So we'll get to that. Right. On the Colts side of the ball with the running backs, this seems like, I mean, I'm, I'm making kind of a joke here that is Zach Moss plays because he has a Q tag. This is when we get Jonathan Taylor two touchdowns on nine ca- on like nine touches, right? When when right. Zach Moss is out, everyone plays Jonathan Taylor, and he gets like ten fantasy points, and then mm-hmm. Zach Moss will be in. Zach Moss will still get half the carries, but Jonathan Taylor on like nine touches will still score two touchdowns and have, you know, an eighty yard run or something like that. Uh, obviously, ta- I'm joking a bit that if Moss is out again, I don't mind playing Taylor, but. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like the Colts are looking to ride any running back at all, regardless of who. It, if you told me that Taylor was out, like they still they've, they've been playing Sermon and these other guys, so I'm right. not necessarily sure that I care. I mean, I'm not necessarily sure I care whether or not Zach Moss is in or not. I'm not sure if I'm going to play Zach, uh, Jonathan Taylor regardless. Right. Yeah, I agree. Then at the wide receiver position, like I mentioned before, Michael Pittman Jr. is questionable. Obviously, if he's out, I mean, the prices on the other Colts receivers have gotten up. That like Josh Downs isn't like a value anymore, right? So I saw, I saw some people try to play DJ Montgomery last last week. That didn't work I, out. I, I was one of those people. London. Oh, how many? Yeah. He scored like one point eight points or something, right? Yeah, I missed I missed every single every single contest by 0.2 to two points with with uh, Mr. Montgomery on my team. Who got all the Who got all the targets then on the Colts? Uh, Pierce got seven. I, oh, and then you know the other guy I wanted to talk about real quick is Kylan Granson, who's dirt mm-hmm. cheap. He got seven targets also. Um, and then Montgomery had his, uh, had his, uh, four targets for, uh, 1.8 fantasy points. So, um, uh, Downs got, Downs got all the targets. Downs got nine targets, six receptions, but only went for 39 yards. So he's not exactly like a high dot guy. Okay, talking about the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars like we've been before. We have Zay Jones, questionable tag. I'm not sure how much of that is going to matter that much. I mean, if you want – typically, I'm, I'm targeting Ridley and Ingram on Jacksonville as it is. And I'm not exactly sure if, if uh, Lawrence or Beathard matters on who's the quarterback because Lawrence looked awful last week. Uh, but Jacksonville does throw the ball. They're facing Carolina. I mean, they're going to be – like a touchdown favorite. I mean, would you be shocked if they ran over the the Panthers at at home? I I wouldn't be shocked, but like I prefer Zay Jones and, to be out because I don't know how right. much wide receiver shocks so far there's going to be on this week because we have like someone like Keenan Allen at seventy eight hundred. They're going into Denver. The Chargers look awful. They're they have a sixteen and a half implied team total, right? They got they yeah. they don't got a starting they don't really have a quarterback. I mean, we say here with him projected in, he is one of the worst like RGVs, right? The salary adjusted mm-hmm. values I've almost ever seen for like a wide receiver over like seventy five hundred. 
Like for him to project, he projects lower than Cole Komet from a raw point standpoint. Just because their team total is just so low. And I don't know if Easton Stick is, I don't think, I don't think he's the answer necessarily. He is, he, I don't think he's the answer either. I, I didn't even really even consider um, Keenan Allen. To be honest, well, I just said what happened. The, the, the whole point that I, I was making is that his RGV is so low that even if he was out, well, where do, yeah. where do his points go to? I don't think it matters. I, I don't think you're still right. I don't think you're playing Josh Palmer or Quentin Johnson. I don't think you're playing any of these guys anyway because it's not like Keenan Allen is taking away much as it is. Yeah. I'm surprised that how pieces. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I was just going to say I'm surprised at how badly uh, Michael Pittman's rated uh, RGV also. Um, well, I mean, I he's 7,500. I mean, he, uh, a lot of times he's a value when he's like 6K or something. 7,500 is – I mean, take a look at this wide receiver position on the slate. It's right, let's go to the wall. Weak. Yeah. But, I mean, on the high end, it's like, dude, why don't you want to play, you know, Tyreek Hill at 9,300? Mm-hmm. Digs, I know. I mean, but I'm just thinking with higher team totals. How about the Rams wide receivers? Right? Debo, like Devontae Adams. I mean, Nico Collins projects better than him. DK Metcalf. I mean, you got guys, Ayuk, Rashi Rice, Chris Olave, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, T. Higgins. Like, do you really want to play Pittman over any of these other guys? That's true. For for like a thousand more? Yeah, I definitely would rather play Rashid Rice and Chris Olave for sure. Um, yeah, and D- DJ Moore is going to be chalk again, um, even though he got banged up and busted last game. But he- he's way too cheap for that matchup. So he's going to be very popular play. But I don't know how po- how popular do you think Fields is going to be? Because the-, the Bears only have the Bears only have a 20.25 implied team total. I mean... We're taking a look at our projections here, sort by here. I mean, to me, you're probably paying up. I mean, I mean, Fields is seventy three hundred, but for another thousand, you get to Jalen Hurts. And I don't know about you, but I'll take Jalen Hurts on a team with an over a touchdown higher implied team total that loves running him in on the goal line. Yep. Right, the, the touch push, the touch push. Right, but even even Josh Allen with a twenty six implied total. I mean, just it feels like, like Fields may be in that like dead man's land. Like, even Mahomes at seventy five hundred is there. Lamar seventy seven hundred. Yeah, maybe well, Fields if, if, slightly if, better, but I mean, if if Fields gets squeezed, don't you want to play him? But I don't think he gets squeezed. I think that's the. I think it's more likely that Lamar and Pat, Patrick Mahomes are the ones that's like, oh, I so the, only because of DJ Moore's ownership. Uh, uh, because of his price so like right i could see out of these so just obviously first look yeah i could see hurts being way more owned than josh allen just from the sense mm-hmm. that i don't think like any of allen's weapons are really values at all right and then same thing for lamar like patrick mahomes like rashi rice is going to get owned on this slate right? yes Right, yes. so that'll increase Patrick Mahomes, and then DJ Moore is going to be owned on this slate, so that's going to bump up Justin Fields. It's like everything gets connected to one another. So to mm-hmm. me, the guys that get squeezed are Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, 
right? And and I would assume Brock Purdy. Oh, definitely. I don't. Who's playing Brock Purdy at seven K? Right. When you could just it, pay it, just a slightly uh, more for some of these other guys. Again, San Francisco one of the worst. has a has a has such a high implied team total that the I think the question on the slate is going to be, who would you rather have on your in your lineup as a one off? Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill? Right. Because our I mean, projections we ask right our, now actually we ask ourselves Hill that every a week. Higher raw point projection. Yeah. We we ask ourselves that question every week. Do you want to play C Mac or do you want to play Tyreek? You know, it's uh it's I mean, in a vacuum, I definitely want to play C Mac, right? You know, you know, smaller field, cash game stuff, it's a hundred percent C Mac, but I mean it's it's hard. I mean, Tyreek Hill has such a monstrous ceiling, and I think this game is actually gonna stay close. So you should get a full complement of Tyreek, uh, which is a pretty nice thing. You don't always get that with these Miami games. So that should be, that should be an incredible game. Uh, 9,300. Uh, I mean, we saw he was nine, nine last week. 9,300 does not seem like that horrible of a price. Um, you really can't fit you know, C-Mac and Tyreek unless you want to go like Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. But uh, yeah, definitely. You definitely rather prefer playing C Mac in a vacuum. I mean, it just in a. I mean, just from contextual value, Miami only has a twenty-one point seven five implied team total. So I mean, typically we're getting Tyreek over nine K when the Dolphins are projected to score a full touchdown better than that, and the 49ers have like a thirty-one. Impl- I mean, they're facing the Commanders, so like, I don't know. I. I kind of prioritize Christian McCaffrey over Tyree Hill just in just in those contextual elements. But of course yeah. he's Tyree Hill. And he could go six for a million with four touchdowns and crush no matter what. I think I'm much more likely to play Tyree Hill, like just looking from a GPP perspective, and we will be doing so on Friday. Kyle Murray will be here. We'll be taking a GPP look once we get ownership and Injury news comes in. I mean, right now we're just kind of kind of working our way around, kind of seeing what our first thoughts are. Mm-hmm. But if Lamar Jackson is going to be like squeezed, like if we take a look at this Baltimore game, right? Let's turn this all around. I mean, you could pair. I mean, Zay, Zay Flowers isn't like awful, right? Right. Right as a value, fifty six hundred. Like you could pair a, a Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, or likely, or likely, or you could put likely in as well. I mean, he's forty six hundred. That's that's not. I think that's fine. I, I think that's fine for likely. The thing is, here you're going to have to find some cheap other guys because even if you play a DST, like let's let's put this together. Play a cheap DST, Falcons GF, GST, Ravens, Giants against the Rams. Even if you go, like, let's say that low. And let's say, I mean, you're going to have to play some cheap guys. You have to play CEH. Right? Yep. Devin Singletary, I guess, maybe. Right? Against the, you still, average remaining player style is 4,700. Find some other cheap receiver. I mean, it's doable. 
But to me, I would, I would, it would feel like to me that I would prefer to play Tyree Kill in the game if this game kind of shoots out. And we've seen the past couple of weeks the Ravens are really skewing a lot more pass heavy. Yes, and they're not doing the. We're going to run with three running backs, and you play Lamar Jackson. He only has eleven fantasy points while scoring forty in real life. Like I don't know. I just I just get the sense, Tim, that because DJ Moore is a better value and Rashi Rice is a better value, that in the seven K range, that Lamar just ends up being like four percent owned. I think Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill ends up being twenty percent owned or something, but like. People would just play a one-off. I think people may be more likely to play Tua than play Lamar Jackson. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That Lamar is going to be way higher on than Tua. Anything else that you see when you're first looking? Um I really like to get to some Kansas City onslaught stacks, like I mentioned uh, before. Well, you just uh, oh, you, so your your full narrative, Tim. Your full narrative. You just think the Chiefs. Andy Reid is pissed off. He's just going to go yep. out and just just stomp on someone's neck, and just go yep. Mahomes, Ceh, Rashi Rice, Travis Kelsey, Justin Watson, and just like do, some, play all some, of them and just something like it. that. Uh, I also, um, I'm really curious to see where the Rams come in in terms of ownership against this Giants team. Uh, you know, like the Cooper Cup, the Puka Nakua, even the Demarcus Robinson at 4-6. Tyler Higby, 3-3. Um, Kyron Williams' price is, you know, completely out of hand. But, I mean, he's just like a monster. He gets 100 yards rushing every single game. So, I mean, assuming that, you know, the Rams control this game, Kyron Williams at 8,300, a lot of people, that's a pretty uncomfortable click, but he could easily pay off that price tag in this matchup. So I'm very, like, in terms of ownership, I'm very curious to see where the Rams come in for ownership, because if they're going to be kind of forgotten about, um, I, I really like getting to them as well. Another team I think is going to be forgotten about essentially is going to be the Eagles. I mean, Jalen Hurts has the highest raw point projection of the entire slate of any position, 26.7. But the problem with the Eagles is that they're expensive. So, like, to play him with AJ, like, it's hard to double stack Hurts. And then with the running backs, you got DeAndre Swift. You got, I mean, like, you take a look at all these salary-adjusted values – Dallas Goddard is back. I mean, I think I'm much more likely if I build a uh, Jalen Hurts lineup, I just take the tight end position and and I'm done. Yep. Right. Yeah. Something I have no. Like I have no interest. I have no real interest in Swift. Like his his ceiling is so limited because of Hurts's uh, tush push equity. You know, like everything inside the two yard line goes to Hurts. So it's like Swift's really got to break some big time chunk plays and find the end zone to pay off, to really pay off that $6,500 price tag. So I, I agree with you. I would go Hertz and then I'd go Goddard if I wanted to pair him with somebody. Were you one of those donkeys that bet Boston Scott, anytime touchdown score? No, Sunday? no. I saw people were betting any Boston Scott, anytime touchdown at like plus three fifty. 
Plus didn't 350. It at, did, did it open at 900? 900, 900 now, I saw some people got it at plus 1500. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of the, and even then, that's that's probably still not say, bad. I saw some people get it at like 950, and I was like, that's still not a good bat. It's got to be like way over like 12 to even consider. Right. Uh, consider a guy that like literally may only get three snaps in the entire game. Yeah, I don't I don't bet a ton of props. I usually only bet like maybe maybe five props every Sunday. I don't go completely crazy. You don't go like me. I, I may have 150 and I have no idea what I'm even rooting for. Yeah, yeah, I don't do that. But no, but typically I'm not betting on any time touchdown score props at all. Unless it's some like 50% boost or some bonus thing or whatever. But but yeah. Can you play a can you play a Hertz naked? Oh, of course you can. He could be the highest scoring yeah. quarterback. Yeah. And like none none of his wide receivers like break the slate. Like I think that'd be right. an interesting way, way to go about it. You could play Hertz Hertz naked. Um I don't know. Well, that's but... why my attitude with Goddard, it's like if you're gonna play a tight end in that range, like instead of playing a tight end one, like don't play Isaiah Likely there for forty six hundred as a one off. When just just play Goddard because he correlates to Hurts, like that's how I kind of view the. If you're gonna play a cheap wide receiver and like I'm gonna play thirty three hundred dollar whatever the hell, it's like you might as well just play Quez Watkins there. Like if if the difference in the projection is less less than a point, like then it's like okay, if I'm gonna play Hurts, why am I playing Hurts naked when the construction type? If you're now if you're playing guys that the construction type doesn't have any of the salary ranges of any of the guys on the Eagles, well, that's a different story. But, like, what's the point of playing a mid-range tight end that isn't Dallas Goddard when you're playing Jalen Hurts? If you're playing Kelsey, you know sure. Yeah, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that. If you're playing some $2,500 tight end, yeah, sure. Yeah, you're, it's not replacing that. But to play a one-off, just to me, it doesn't make much sense. You know who's in an amazing bounce-back spot is uh, McBride. At fifty nine hundred, after he busted last week, people aren't going to want to plug that. He doesn't really project all that well in comparison to last week. Yeah, well, yeah, in comparison to last week, but 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 he still got eight targets. Like this guy's an absolute target hog. Um, They're going to be playing from behind this entire game. So, like, if we assume that the Eagles are going to be ramming it down the Cardinals' throat. McBride with his massive target share is going to be extremely low owned, I would imagine. Amber in the chat says, What what do you think about the guy that picked 14? He picked 14. Did you see that ticket? That draft I, I did the, the five five dollar ticket, he turned it into four hundred and eighty-nine thousand. Right. Five dollar on a 14 leg anytime touchdown score or parlay. Yeah. You know the thing. You know. You know what DraftKings Sportsbook should should also tweet the million five dollar ones that look like that that didn't cash. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Then just keep on tweeting through all of that and go. Yeah, we didn't mind paying out a four almost five hundred thousand dollars if this gets more people and put fourteen leg. Like you know you you want to know how ridiculous the hold on that on that ticket is. Yeah, like if I you know. did the calculation, I, I guarantee you, if you did that calculation, the hold on that ticket is like probably 
somewhere in the mid 90%. Right. Like it has to, I mean, it has to be right for a 14 leg anytime touchdown. Cause remember anytime touchdown score in and of itself typically has like a 10 to 12% hold as it is right. If you add up all the probabilities, it ends up being, you know, 12% too much. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like you take that and now you have to exponentially, every time you add a different one, you're, making it higher and higher and higher. You're paying the juice again and again and again. So 14 legs. Like if you, if, if someone did the calculation and told me that it was a 99.7% hole, I would, I wouldn't be sure. It has to be some number in that range because like, imagine, imagine paying the, imagine playing DFS, imagine playing a DFS contest and the rake was 99%. I know. So hey, like, Hammer wants play? to know. Right? You couldn't, you couldn't hey, Hammer wants to know what do you think the buyout was before McCaffrey scored? It'll be what like, I mean. It'll be whatever the thirteen leg would pay out minus probably two percent. I mean that's kind of what they do. Because okay. whatever the payout would have been for thir- the thirteen legger, right? So what was because uh, McCaffrey's anytime touchdown score prop was probably like what minus two hundred. I mean it's not like he's he's yeah. typically high. So I'm assuming yeah, yeah, the cash high. out percentage. Would have been something like two hundred thousand or something. Some that's some, what I, some, something that's what like I would that. have, I would have guessed that too. Yeah, right. But I mean, I would I wouldn't be making I wouldn't be making those types of. I made I I once uh, this season I made a four leg, anytime touchdown score parlay once. And the only reason very I very early because... like. Go ahead. No, it's a bonus bet. I mean, like you had to do it, mm-hmm. right? It's right. like. Oh, Caesars is offering me a $25, 100% profit boost, whatever the hell. But it's a four-leg parlay on any time. Okay, that's what you want to get. And then you find the best odds possible. You put it down and whatever. I mean, like, those are the only time I would ever do those types of things. It's like when you're giving me kind of free money or like rake-free or hold-free type of stuff or maybe slightly negative EV, but my account looks nice because what idiot i mean i look like an idiot if you just did if you didn't realize that was a boost you'd be like oh this guy likes betting on stuff that that has 35 percent holds but once you include the 100 profit boost the hold is only like four percent like that's the only reason yeah. why i do those so good do luck you think you can play t- yeah do you think you can play tyree tyrod taylor this week yeah why not yeah I'm just looking over the quarterback. I don't know, who you, pair, I don't know like, who you pair him with. I think to me, Tyrod Taylor seems like like you'd play. That would be the guy to play in cash games. Like if you didn't want to pay up at quarterback and you just said, I'm punting at quarterback. And then I'm just, now I can play McCaffrey. I could play DJ. You can play all the guys. You could play Rashi Rice and a lot. You, you don't have to punt anywhere else. Like you're not sitting there with some $3,300. You're not sitting there with DJ Montgomery in your lineup. Praying, praying. Yeah, I think which, which I think you could run that? it back with Darius Darius Slayton. Well, that's for GPPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not cash. Right. Yeah. Okay. Before we get out of here, since you're on, why don't we take a look at the NHL slate, which I've not looked at at all. Okay. It is so uh, a four, so what, fourteen. What's the games overall? Slate. I mean, we got a thirteen game slate tonight, and we got it's a 14. bunch of later games. Fourteen games. We got tons of stuff. yeah. Yeah, like this, all this I can like, see from my this... first look, just looking at everything, is that uh, 
Uh, we probably like the Kings. Well, I like the cheap Kings. I like I like LA three. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many different options. And I was I thought we were going to be doing NHL show today, so I was researching the slate. And uh, yeah, it's it's this slate is is there's actually some pretty good contests in the lobby too. Um, there are so many different ways you can go. I would say my overall thought though is don't try to like get too cute trying to be quote unquote contrarian because ownership really isn't going to condense condense uh, too heavily on one particular team or stack, you know, like you can really just use the projections and, and play who you want and not worry too much about ownership because like Austin Matthews, sure. He's going to be owned Jack Hughes. Yeah. He'll be owned. Um, you know, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Some ownership, but it's not going to be like out of control ownership. And there are tons of mid range, uh, full, you know, full lines that are like more of the balance build that you can play like this is a it's a tough slate because there's so many games so it's kind of like a lotto but if you're like an mme player this is like a i think a really nice slate to spread out you know like you don't have to like be super aggressive on on one particular team or or stack right from the first look over here i'm just looking like like winnipeg i mean like like these mid-range types, the Minnesota against Detroit. I'm looking at like the opponents. So it's like I'd like to play the Wild against the Red Wings. Yeah. Winnipeg against the, the Blackhawks. Obviously, LA against the Sharks. Yep. Is Seattle still cheap? I mean, I haven't played NHL in a week. So typically I'm the go-to sure. cheap stack. Like I look at Seattle versus Calgary, and it's like, oh, this is typically where I go for a value stack on either side. Because I think Calgary's power play is typically pretty cheap and Seattle's power play is typically, unless they've raised the prices on these guys. I don't, I don't think so. I gotta, I gotta pull up HQ real quick. I'm still in football. Yeah. JWH in chat asked, so I don't have to play a one-off $2,600 defenseman who projects for 5.87 points. Exactly. This is not one of those slates where you have to do that. Like there are plenty, plenty of different different ways you can go about uh, building building out your teams today. I mean, At one Seattle... of the things that I one of the things that I do, Tim, especially on larger slates, and especially if you're playing smaller field contests. And I've said this before, but I've been looking. I've been downloading CSVs and looking. The most important position. I'm going to make a statement. Okay, I'm going to a hot take. I've said this before in some regard. The most important position in your lineup in small field GPPs are defenders. Mm-hmm. Hands down. You can find yeah. goals. Like, we have, we, look at how many games are going on. You can find goals from anywhere, right? You can play to whoever. The Rangers' second line. It's like, oh, well, they're going to be 1% on. Yeah, but they can score a goal. I mean, like, you can find goals anywhere, right? It's hard to find points at defender. Right. Mm. So by paying down a defender, you're essentially limiting. You are limiting the points that you could score in a position in a position where everyone has to roster two of them. And right. you're punting so you could get expensive players that need to score more than one goal to make a difference. When you're playing it, when just like JWH says in the chat, 
If you're playing a $2,600 defenseman that only gets you three points, you bet Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton in that line, you better get like, you better get the three point bonus out of it. I mean, like, like it has to make, you can't just get one goal out of these guys. You can't just get two. McKinnon can't just have a goal and assist. McKinnon needs to have 40 points to make up for the fact that you only have three points in one of your defender spots. The most valuable points are those points. So to me, I, a lot of times I will just go by sort by point per dollar and I'll just look at like, who's, who's not playable to me. And I go, I take a look at Troy Stetcher. Nope. Don't want him. Right. I take a look right. at Darren Radish, Trevin Red Ram Rims deck, right. Even Siegenthal yep. or any, anyone that's not on a power play line, even especially in a 13, 14 game slate. It's like, I will look here and go, you know what? Point per dollar wise, I don't think any of these guys that are even like seven seven points are even worth playing. So I will build my lineups and I could go in into lineup HQ just so I don't even consider them. And we'll go in with a custom setting and I could just go add custom rule, right? Less than one or at most zero or whatever defenders who have less than eight fantasy points. I'm done. I'm done. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry you about, put, you know, what I mean, if there's specific one, if there's one that has 7.92 that plays on a power play unit, then then set it for that number or something like that. But it's like, right. I don't even have to work through, like, combing through those these lineups that have six, five, six-point defenders on this large of a slate. It's just like, I'm not going to play these guys. And the lower point total guys, even at eight, I pr- like, I'm not going to play them as one-offs. Right. Like, I don't see myself playing Ryan McDonough as a one-off as the one lineup right. that's not a Nashville stack. I mean, just like it feels like like Hedman is a one-off. Like these guys that could score double digit points are like yeah. that. And I see so many people in the smaller field contests, like the 121, the 88, the 222, those types of things. Hundred people, hundred man contests. And just jam in like they're jamming in like Boston one plus like Forsberg. Like they're, they're just like loading up on all these things. And then they have like a $2,500 defender and a $3,300 defender. And I sit there going, you better, you, the, the, the way that they win is that one of those two defenders just happens to get a point that day. Right. Just happens to score. And then, and you look at their, their game log and it's like their first goal in like 18 games. Right. right, and it's there. It's there. They get they get two points, and it's like their first two point game of the entire season. And most of the time, they're scoring like one point three and three point five and stuff like that. To me, if you could get ten points each out of your defender spots, like if you preloaded my lineup, Tim, with ten k of salary in defender spots, so two five k guys, and gave me. 12 to 15 each I could I, I I will take that and to the and good luck run me down whatever I could fit in the rest of my lineup I could I could find the goals so you right? should you should, play, you should play you should play I want to make sure I get points at defender you should play Brock Faber and Victor Hedman then well there you go there it is Now, for large field stuff, I get it. Large field, you could, you know, who knows? 1%, 0.03% defender score, whatever. Whatever it is. Right, right. 
So are there any other spots on this NHL slate? Um, I know yeah, this slate, I, mean, I know this slate summary comes out. We have content just to let people know. Click on that link in the description. Get Roto Grinders Combo Premium. Get ten dollars off your first month. You get all the expert survey, all the you know the updated projections, all the everything. But I mean, is there any? I mean, I'm looking at this going. I'm not even sure what the. I know there's no super chalk. Like there's like one team that everyone's gonna play, but it's hard to, for me to even tell. Like. Is there anyone that's even going to be 20% owned? No. Like I look at Matthews, McKinnon, Hughes, Pasternak. No. All these, I just, it feels like no, like. every Those guys are going to ha- like hover between 10 and 15 at most. There, there won't, I don't think there, there will be a 20% owned skater or goalie for that matter. How about down the cheap end? Is there like some cheap value play? That well, yeah. Play? LA3 is going to be popular. Um, because they're so cheap. They get correlation on the second power play. Uh, they're so easy to fit. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of worried that if there is going to be kind of like a chalk play, people are going to go like maybe a Toronto power play stack with like um, the uh, Kings line three. You know, if there's going to be like a chalky type build, that that might be it. Um you know, I don't hate that though because Toronto is in such a fantastic spot, and you know San Jose is just so so bad, um, and LA three is so cheap. So yeah, like I think, you know, I'm just like in small field. I think that's a very really really strong way to go about it. Um, in large field, that that might be garner a little too much ownership, but I think they're all in a fantastic spot. Um, Minnesota has some cheap pieces or at least some mid-range pieces like Kaprasov and Boldy and Faber um, who uh, rate out as very, very strong plays. Um, once again, at home, um, th- they should be relatively low owned. So I really like Minnesota tonight. Um, and then obviously New Jersey against Columbus. Like New Jersey is in an absolute smash spot. They have the highest implied team total. You can realistically play all three of those lines. So, um, getting to like a New Jersey two is going to be like big time leverage off of New Jersey one. You could even play New Jersey three, who has some very talented skaters on that line. So, um, getting exposure to New Jersey in MME is probably a profitable play. You know what also is a profitable play? Go joining our discord discord, discord right, you know yeah yeah what's the pitch for the discord it's the greatest place on earth right yes it is it is oh, unless unless dean shows up and ruins it for everybody dean ruins it for ruins everything true yeah that's true he doesn't show up that often though he doesn't show up very often i i banned him actually so he hasn't been back since so what's the pitch on the Discord? I always I always promote it. I got to teach you. Well, I mean, we're, we're why always... do people join? It's free. First off, RotoGrinders.com/slash/discord. It's it's free, and we are constantly updating our projections. We will always be giving you the news right up to lock. Like I'm doing that right now. Like you know, taking into account morning line skates, uh, updating ownership, updating projections in real time. Um, we are there all night long until the last game locks. So if you have any questions, 
myself or uh, Dane, aka Moneyball16, we're in Discord seven days a week, all the time. So if you have any questions about anything to do with NHL DFS, just just message us. We're right there anytime. And it's a friendly group of people there. There's, there's seems like there's really no trolls. And people actually, yeah, are there are no trolls. Yeah, it's a very, it's a really good, it's a really good, good group. Really good group. So join that rotogrinders.com slash discord. Get the combo premium package. We, we got NFL going on. We got PGA coming back, MMA. We got everything, right? Still got college football bowl games. We got, we got everything here. You got the props and pick them package that comes with Roto Grinders combo premium. Get everything. Get everything you can here at Roto Grinders by clicking on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. Follow Tim on Twitter at Tasteful Tides. Follow me at Blender HD. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Will. We'll be looking at the Thursday night football showdown slate. Then Friday, Kyle Murray will be on. And we'll have a GPP strategy look at this week 17 slate. And then, uh, Tim, you're looking forward to once NFL is over, a little bit bit more attention to NHL. Especially on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, those are the days. Those are the days for sure. So hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got the Grinders Live and Crunch Time for NBA later today. We got Swolecast on, on the other channel. Tune into that. Tons of NFL content in between you know, Christmas and the New Year's. All the Island Showdown slates. We'll have playoff NFL content. We got tons of stuff. So stick around here on the YouTube channel because I'm always here for you. Right, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern. Talking about all things you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy. Props and pick them on Roto Grinders today.